Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim. And today we have a guest who won Entrepreneur of the Year for the state of New York. He was a finalist for Entrepreneur of the Year in the United States recently. Didn't quite get there, but we'll talk a little bit about that on the show. But it's not that long ago that he was actually living behind his mom's garage, running a small, struggling coffee shop in the state of New York. I'm talking about Mike Brown, who's built a globally recognized and definitely recognized in the United States brand of coffee. If you were to go to Amazon.com right now, any given day, and just type in the generic word coffee, up would pop those brands that you've recognized, Folgers, maybe Dunkin' Donuts, within the top, I'd say three to five, any given day of the tens of thousands of brands of coffee on Amazon, you would see Death Wish Coffee. And it looks a little bit something like this. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see I'm holding up right now a... Uh, I'll tell the story behind this little... this What I'm holding up right now. You'll have to check it out on YouTube. But holding up the emblem for Death Wish Coffee, and he actually sponsored a NASCAR. Well, it's one of the students from our community. This is a guy who was in the first and only mastermind that we ever did around here. And as you'll hear in today's interview, he credits this community, that mastermind, the content he learned from the people in this community greatly for his success in growing an incredible brand. How big is this brand? Well, you'll find it on the shelves of Walmart and many other retailers in the United States and around the world. And I just learned today that he was a top 10 best-selling grocery item in the United States on Amazon. That's a lot of bags of coffee, guys, if you're doing the math at home. And he's just now starting to stretch his wings into a lot of new areas as well that we'll talk about. But today, I think what's going to strike you as you meet Mike Brown is he's an everyday guy with everyday challenges and everyday struggles. And he's not one of these you know, lofty using big words, trying to lose you with these lofty strategies. And no, he's just a normal guy who built a business and took the next step each time it was in front of him. He experimented, he tried new things till it worked and he's built an incredible brand. You're going to love hanging out with Mike today. A couple points of interest. The mastermind that we're talking about forming, you can get more details about that at provenmastermind.com. That's something that Mike's going to be involved in. Mike Brown of Death Wish Coffee that you're about to meet, as well as Brett, my partner, as well as my son, Trey, who's built an incredible business. So just between those guys alone, we're talking about incredible success from a diversified background, different business models, all using the internet creatively to do some incredible things. You're going to want to be a part of that group. It's going to be a limited in size. We'll have more details for you very soon. Go to provenmastermind.com to get details on that. And Mike's going to be at The Proven Conference with us. He shares with us his thoughts on that conference and how that's played a role in his success. Theprovenconference.com for details. Come meet Mike, meet his team. I don't know, maybe he'll bring some samples of coffee, but to meet the entrepreneur of the year, a guy who's built an incredible business that's appearing in retail store shelves around the world, it's quite an honor for me to be a part of that story and for him to still credit this community, this podcast, our content, and great people like you, because many of you have been there for Mike's journey and you've seen, you remember when he was the new guy, just kind of coming in with an idea and we've helped support and build that 
The last thing I'll tell you before I bring Mike on the show today is if you go back to episode number nine of this podcast at silentgym.com slash podcast, episode number nine. Because remember, not all of our episodes are on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube today. If you're listening or if you're not listening yet, you need to go back to episode number nine on our website, silentgym.com and listen to the first time I interviewed Mike. That was back in 2016. He had just won a contest that our community helped him win to win a Super Bowl ad. You heard that right. Those details are at Pick Mike Brown as well, where we kind of tell that story of his Super Bowl ad that blasted his business to another level. He was already succeeding somewhat because the contest was finding a successful small business that would be given a free ad to the largest TV viewing audience in world history. And that certainly helped his business. If you've never heard episode number nine of this podcast, go back and check that out. You'll love it as a setup to today's interview where we see what's happened since. And those of you who are new to online selling or maybe you're considering growing a business, let me talk to you for just a minute before I bring Mike on. This is for you too. Don't let the commas and zeros that we're going to talk about today scare you away because one of the things I love about Mike is his ability to talk right to just about anyone. I don't think he even recognizes that in himself, but he's very approachable, very humble, and the ideas and the stuff he shares, you're going to relate so well to what he's doing. And if you do those things, it's going to help you. Even if your goal is to get an extra $100 a week right now, or if you're trying to add some commas and zeros to your business, you're going to love today's episode. So with that introduction, let me get Mike on the line right now. So Mr. Mike Brown, welcome back, buddy. Great to have you on the show. What's happened since we last talked, man? Hey, Jim. Well, boy, a lot's happened. The last time I was on the show was 2016. And um, that, was, that was the year of the Super Bowl commercial. And we just had our Super Bowl 52 uh, here in 2020. So it's been, oh, what was it? Probably Super Bowl 53 now. It was the uh, the San Francisco one and the Kansas City one, whichever one that was. Yeah, 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 whatever <laughs> one that was. Anyways, yeah, it's, it's quite some time later and we've had uh, a lot of growth here at Deathwish Coffee. When I talked to you before, there was 11 of us. There's 40 of us now. The team's been growing. We have, Jesus, how many warehouses? Four, four warehouses that we operate our production facility out of and our logistics team. Right now, I'm in a temporary office space. Um, about 10 minutes up the road, and we're moving to a permanent office. Up, actually, we're moving back up to Saratoga Springs, New York. We're going to be right on Broadway there. We're moving into a, a beautiful space. It's like 10,000 square feet of office space. Way too much for and my And that's team. where it all started, right? Wasn't it? Saratoga Springs? Yeah, Saratoga Springs, right on Broadway. So I'm going to be on the same road where Death Wish Coffee was, I guess, ideated and born. Um, that was in the basement of my coffee shop, Saratoga Coffee Traders. So, uh, yeah, it's been a... It's been a crazy journey, and, and it's funny when I, when I stop and I uh, I listen back on or I think back on like uh, the, you know the journey that that I've gone through. It's amazing, but I feel like throughout the day to day, I'm just working. <laughs> I just work. and it's not like a job. It's not like a job where I, where I get up and I'm like, oh crap, I got to go work today. It's now I wake up and I'm happy, and I now I'm like I can't wait to get started. And I surrounded myself with some pretty great people, and I love like coming to work and seeing them every day. Even though now that there's 40 of them, I'm always like, sometimes I'm not great with names. I'm getting better. I'm learning all the tricks. But sometimes I see someone that someone's hired and 
not every hire goes across my desk anymore. So it's like, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. That's crazy. I had a kind of a moment like that. Once you're not the one who's touching everyone that your team hires, I have a lot of those moments now. I was at the warehouse right before Christmas, just here a few months ago, and we were scrambling. It's like all hands on deck. We took <laughs> orders and we could ship, which is never a good idea. And uh, we were just scrambling. And so there I was working, you know, basically our makeshift assembly line in a new warehouse, talking to the lady next to me. I had no idea who she was. She had no idea who I was. <laughs> She's like, so how'd you find this gig? Oh, that's like, funny. Long story. <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's pretty crazy when the business kind of outgrows. And that's something I know you and I were talking about before we hit the record, but you know, your business can, can kind of outgrow you and that can happen at any stage. Yeah. You are the bottleneck in so many aspects as the leader by default if there's any bottlenecks it's you it's it's either a problem you didn't fix you didn't hire the right person yet or you've got a something wrong in your daily routine or in your leadership style you've got a, a challenge so is that kind of the battle now as your business has grown would you say that's a fair assessment yeah i mean i spent a lot of time short up by basically hire, hiring uh, people to short my weaknesses and just recently i hired a coo just last year, late last year. And we just had a HR director start a couple of weeks ago. So that was, I'm not like the, I'm not the strongest on the people side. It's something, I mean, I love people, don't get me wrong. It's just coaching them and getting the best out of them. It's never been my strong suit. I could sit behind a computer all day. And I feel like I could do magic. And at the end of the day, you know, with spreadsheets and not selling online, and like I'll walk away and I'm like, wow, that was, got some great work. <laughs> But on the people side, it's, 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 it's a struggle for me. And I was telling you beforehand, you know, I had this leadership conference and my team assessed me like, hey, what are your, what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? And, and my weaknesses were on the people side. And some of the feedback I received was, Mike, you know, you, I've never seen a CEO work as hard as you do, but we really can use some more you know, one-on-one and some FaceTime with you. And I'm like, well, that doesn't, I mean, that takes, that takes most of my energy, the face-to-face time. Energy time. So I, I brought in the COO. His name's Mike too. He's basically the opposite of me. He's on the floor. Loves loves people. Loves talking to people. Smart guy. Really sure. Brought him in, and everyone's like, "Wow, it's like the best thing you ever did for the business." He's and, and I meet with him every day, and we talk, and make sure we're on the same page. But yeah, yeah it's just hiring those people great. that can just make you make everything else better. It's, well, they, there's a good lesson. And, you know, I'm sure you've studied some personality profile stuff, you know, as part of that oh, yeah. leadership journey and, and identifying introvert, extrovert. And I think we've both known for a long time, I, you know, we're, we're introverts, as are most people who are succeeding in the e-commerce space. That's kind of what attracted us in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's written a book yet on this or not, but as an introvert, e-commerce business starts to grow... There's, you don't have to become an extrovert to win, but you do have to overcome some of those default settings that can hold you back as a leader. I can't count the number of times, Mike, when I'm on coaching calls or consulting with, you know, successful, like, like you at different levels, you know, take away a few commas and zeros. You know, our games are all at different places, but it's the, you got to get on the phone more than you're comfortable. Yeah. You got to go to those meetings when you'd rather just do a test. <laughs> You know, you got to get on that airplane more than once a year, man. And it sounds like you've kind of done, had to kind of force yourself into that. Is that, do you feel like you're better at managing that stuff than you used to be? I know you hired a COO, but still there's some of it that falls on you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm much better. I can, 
I used to call it faking it. I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't fake it anymore, but I do like do a lot of self-talk before, before things, even before this, you know, even before this interview, you know, I've been sitting in my office all day. I'm in, in up to my neck in these spreadsheets. of just trying to figure some stuff out. And then before this, you know, I'll close my eyes and I think like, I don't know, I'm going through these exercises. I went for a quick walk. I do a breathing exercise where I just like breathe in as I take steps. It just kind of gets my, it's gets the brain going a little in a different way. What else weird? What other weird stuff do I do? <laughs> I don't know. Now there for a while you were exercising too, just to get yourself in a good mental place. Is that something? Yeah, I have to do that. I have to do that. Yeah, yeah I do push-ups here on the floor or sit-ups. I'm meditating now, which I never I thought I thought that was like really hokey and weird, but right. uh, I do that. And it's just to like just to try to control my emotions. So when I know I have to put myself into a situation that's that's not normal, I can go in there and and fake it from you know <laughs> like lack of a better word. You know, there, there's actually a, uh, and I had no idea where we were going to go today with this update, <laughs> man, but you know, you're reminding me of a, of a lesson that I've picked up on, you know, from some of my leadership and business gurus. And, and this applies, you know, there's a lot of people listening to this, Mike, that are thinking, you know, I'm just trying to earn an extra couple thousand dollars a month to meet the bills. Oh, I got something to say about that too, but <laughs> okay, well, I'll, don't forget it because I want to hear what you have to say, but that's a leadership journey too, because at some point, there's more stuff going on than what you can reasonably manage. That's what growth is. If your business isn't growing, it's dying. So as you grow, you're going to need to add some more people on. But one of the lessons you've got to learn along the way is how you feel today doesn't matter to a whole lot of people. <laughs> if you're motivated yeah. or not today, if you feel like doing the stuff that needs to be done today or not, no one really, maybe your mom might <laughs> maybe. a little bit. But even she might say, grow up, you're an adult now, right? No one cares how you feel. So you've got to get good at managing how you feel, shelving that a little bit and doing what has to be done anyway. I mean, that's part of the journey, right? I mean, it, oh yeah. It, we Especially if you're to, running our own team, nobody's going to come in and say, great job today, Mike. Yeah, that's your job. <laughs> so exactly. you've got to come, you have to come with that energy. You have to come with, uh, hey, I need to, I mean, since it doesn't come natural to me, I have a checklist, you know? It's actually right over here on my wall. It's like my... What I, what what I should be doing, like when I'm when I'm not behind this computer. That's yeah. So congratulations on challenging yourself because I know as an introvert, man, we oh, I think we make great leaders, but I think we have to be very intentional and disciplined about not letting some of those. You know, we can very quickly turn into Spock or Sheldon <laughs> from uh, you know oh, yeah. thing. You know, like. <laughs> We can drift into that mode pretty easy and we don't realize we're doing it, right? And you can't build an effective team that way. So yeah, and, and fortunately for me, I've got a wife who reminds me frequently <laughs> I'm <laughs> dropping the ball there. Um, but, it, it, but surrounding yourself with great people who kind of fill in some of those weaknesses is wise too. You were going to say something with us about the small business guys though, the, the 1,000, 2,000 a month make a big difference. Did you have something you were going to say there? I'll just say, well... I was going to say, read your books because I mean, that's how I got my start early on. I was reading your books and I was, I was reading other books as well, but the other books, as I, I was, I was doing their, their tactics, they weren't working for some reason. I don't know if it was the way you, the way you put it, I don't know. It just resonated with me. And when I tried this stuff, it worked uh, and it worked so good. I, I was able to, because they're principles, they're almost timeless principles. It's not like they are world weird hacks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that are, that were just timely. I think the stuff that you write about is, you know, it's evergreen. I appreciate that observation because that's one of the things I've tried to do. I'm actually in the process right now. Hold on, I'm going to lean over to the side here. Sure. I'm in the process of, um, I was going to write version 11. Here's the book, Silent Sales Machine. Ah, awesome. 
version 10 is the version right now. And I started going through it thinking, okay, it's time for version 11. But what I've gotten better at over the years is, like you just said, identifying principles versus hacks. I love that distinction. We've got plenty of hacks in our Facebook group and in our content and our courses. And, you know, that's, but a, a book that introduces people to how, I want people to learn how to think about success, what the opportunities are. So I don't know if I'm going to update it again more than just kind of a few tweaks here and there as I went through it because I think I may have I may have kind of honed in on a, something special. And to hear a guy who's having your kind of success, I mean, entrepreneur, of the, did you win Entrepreneur of the Year in the state of New York once or twice? Uh, let's see. It was, I won it once. I won it once. I was a finalist for the Nationals. Didn't win the whole thing. So the people that win the whole thing, they're like, Sharing cancer. They're amazing people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making coffee. It's good coffee, but I'm just making But coffee. you're rubbing elbows. And, I mean, that's no joke territory, man. So to have a guy, you know, we've kind of developed this mutual admiration society here, but to have a guy of, of, of your success level and caliber mention that book as, you know, and, and our content is something that's helped you get where you're going. I truly appreciate that. But yeah, I, I, I love serving entrepreneurs. I grew up just wondering business owners, how they operate. I drive past a business that was going out of business and I would immediately think, man, who's behind that? What's the story? I wonder if their family's okay. I, you know, what was their big dream that didn't happen? And so that, that, that's what fuels me. So to have you mention that, it means a lot. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, let me show you something. I, I, uh, a little show and tell. As you know, we lost our house to a lightning strike fire. Didn't know that. It's been, we'll be coming up on three years here soon. I was able to pull a handful of things out of my office, though, after the mess and the wreckage. And this is one of the prized possessions I still have. Oh, that's a, I got one right up there. And then <laughs> you got yours too? Yeah. yeah. This is for those who are listening to the show right now. I'm holding that's up a so die cool. cast. Uh, how many of these did they make? I can't remember. Uh, like three. There was three. only three of these, dude. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was more than that. That's that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but this is a diecast of the NASCAR that you sponsored, and I've got a ceramic chicken that sits right over my shoulder as a reminder not to take life too seriously. And this <laughs> ceramic chicken is holding a platter, and this little baby sits right on him every day because I, I'm very proud of of your story, the success, and I want to encourage people too that are listening to this episode go back and listen to episode number nine. I may have mentioned it already in the introduction, but. Episode number nine of this podcast. We're at episode number two hundred and fifty something, two sixty at this point. Number nine was you and I kind of on stage in front of this community, and at that time, the Super Bowl, like you said, it had happened recently, and we were kind of you know just talking through the the impact and the spotlight and and all that. How has that all kind of rippled out? Because that was a high emotion. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there's been a peak like that since. We're just kind of riding that wave still, right? How is that yeah. all settled that whole period of time? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've heard them say that a Super Bowl commercial is probably the best investment that you know a business can make in marketing. The ROI is there, and for us, it was. I feel like we did it. We did it right. Not to my own horn or anything, but my team's smart, and we were able to capture the data of the people that came in, and we we're able to, you know continue to deliver them value over time. We started a subscription model at that point. Right. I remember talking about that in the mastermind, kicking that out. Uh, yeah. And you're like, I was like, oh, my dream is to get, I think it was 10,000 subscribers. And I think now we have over like 26, 27,000 subscribers. Which wow. To your, to, and, and what are they getting typically? Like when they subscribe to the coffee? Um, I mean, they have options. They Like either a pound, two pounds a week, two pounds two, every two weeks. Now, is this through Amazon or through your own... Um, primarily through our own site. We also have Amazon 
Amazon subscri- subscribers as well. They go, it's hard for me to track those as well, but I, I, I can get a good idea of what, what, what's moving through through the Amazon uh, Here's subscriber a question. channel as well. Here's a question for you. Would you rather get, right now, if I could wave a magic wand and give you 100 new Amazon customers or 100 new customers to your own website, which would you prefer? Uh, to my own website, just because I feel like we can control the message a little better. Average cart size is bigger. Lifetime value seems to be greater. Amazon does have its benefits, though. It's easy. It's cheap. It's you know, very inexpensive shipping through Amazon. I think, I honestly think I, per transaction, we'll, we'll, we'll earn a better profit through Amazon just because shipping and fulfillment costs are very high, especially on a pound of coffee. Right. You know, it's, we, uh, I guess I didn't have great foresight when, when I picked the pound bag because it like, it's, it's like every time we ship it, it's like shipping two pounds. <laughs> oh, dude, right? Okay, so what's the cutoff? What would be the magic number? This is- uh, Magic number, yeah, for everyone shipping goods that weigh a certain amount. It's probably be 12 ounces. 12 ounce, 12 ounce bag plus packaging on top of that. You could get in under 16 ounces and ship it first class probably. Wow. So how many millions of dollars would that have saved if you had 12 ounces millions of 16? Of <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I, I shouldn't say I don't care. I, I, believe me, I care about a million dollars. That's not what I'm saying. It's not about kind of, it's not always all about the money. One, one oh, thing sure. we actually did this year is we, uh, we started free shipping for all of our products on our website. And it's been an expensive, expensive journey, but the customers love it. And, you know, the conversion rate's gone up, not enough to make, not enough to, to make it like worth it on my end. You know what I mean? We're, we're, uh, we're taking a little bit of hit there, but I don't know. I felt like the right thing to do. That's interesting. So typically when I hear someone talk about free shipping, it pays for itself every single time. You're the first guy who I've heard say we did free shipping and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're saying you your audience won't let you raise the price enough to yeah. justify it. Well, we didn't raise the, we didn't raise any of our prices. Uh, we probably could have or should have. We just kept everything the same. Have you experimented so, with that? Do you? I mean, like, do you know what your yeah. audience will put up with? No, you know, I don't toy with. I don't toy with them that often. Yeah, I really have a very good relationship with them too. Like, yeah. they'll text me. They'll still text me all the time. Every time we piss them off, I get my phone. My phone lights up. They're not <laughs> responding. Like. Sorry. <laughs> so you know a lot of your top customers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I try to, I'm not like walking on eggshells, but it's close. You know what I mean? I'm like, let's try not to upset everyone. That's the community strong. For some reason, I never, I always thought that your customers were like the mom and pop coffee drinker in their house. And, you know, they order their couple bags a month. And so you have some more significant sized customers that kind of have an opinion and a say on. Yeah, we have a Death Wish Coffee Facebook community. It's like Facebook group. There's that's there's right like three, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand people in there. There's a lot. And these are the guys getting the tattoos. Oh, they got right? tattoos. If I if I ever put yeah. a NASCAR on eBay, these are the guys that I want to make sure oh. see that right, which yeah, is never going to happen. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like these mugs, like this mug I'm drinking out of mm-hmm. this one. Well, this I wouldn't sell this. So this is just an employee only mug. But we have like tons of mugs um, similar to this. I'll go for a couple hundred bucks on like eBay. I can't believe it. It blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, when I talk about you guys, I call you the Harley Davidson of coffee, you know? Oh, that's cool. I like that. Have you, <laughs> have you studied uh, Have you studied them at all? A little bit. I would think there'd be really, some great, great lessons in there for you. Yeah. They have a very, 
I studied brand identity and how how their brand identity is based around events. You know, so that's one way where their events around the country is bigger than their product, really. It's bigger than their services. It's all about you know, that community. It seems like I saw their merchandising is bigger than their, by far, than their oh, probably. product. I, yeah, I, I did read that, but I 100% agree with it. Yeah. Um, so, so you've got something like that at your disposal where, you know, the... the um, there's just a there's an emotional reaction to your product in the community. So talk to me about that Facebook group. Is that a is that a source of enjoyment? And uh, a lot of them are probably going to listen to this. So you have to be careful with what you say, I guess. But, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be careful. It is no. It, it is 100. I mean, it's enjoyment for me because it's almost like I get to. I almost feel like I'm a spy in there, even though people know I'm in there because I like things and I'll comment on things every now and again. But I can find out exactly what they think about this mug or how it got shipped to them or you know, I can find out real quick. It's like instant feedback. We ship something out that's they didn't think it was valuable or that, you know, they thought was a little chintzy. I find out immediately. And um, let's, I'm trying to think some of the feedback. But I also get good feedback all the time. I'm able to pull like comments out of there and share it with the team during our morning meetings to get my team motivated and feeling good. They make like their own memes. They make their own uh, happy birthday cards that they send around to the group. That's someone awesome. in the group struggling with something in their lives. Everyone's very supportive and helps each other out. We've been able to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for charities all across the country. They do an operation. Uh, this one a woman in the community, Gail Denmeyer, she, she does this thing called Operation Sandbox every year where she sends hundreds of pounds of coffee plus tons of other goods to our service members uh, overseas. My mom's on there too. My mom's always on there. Uh, helping out as much as she can. She sells these towels. I don't have any in my office right now. Sells these towels with that's with patches on them and all the proceeds she either gives the gale or gives to whatever, uh, whatever, you know, special um, charity that we're raising money for at the time. We've, we've worked with Special Olympics, St. Jude's, Canine for Warriors, which is a pretty cool organization that connects us, our service members with uh, animals to help them kind of get through any tough times they're having. Service animals. Man, that's that's incredible. I didn't realize you had, because I do remember talking to you uh, when what this would have been is years ago now, as you're starting to have success. And, and we were talking about, how am I going to navigate? Reporters are starting to ask me questions about how we support the community with our success. And like, you know, I, I need to figure this out. And to hear you <laughs> I, uh, rattle. They do, they, do it, they do it by themselves. And they tell us, hey, you know, we were, we're really passionate about this. And you know, if they're passionate about it, we're going to look into it. And if it makes sense, yeah, let's help out. Let's help out. That's beautiful. So it, it feels to me like that's your, that's your passionate core, but what percentage of, and this maybe, I don't know if you have to go do homework or if you can pull us off the top of your head, but that passionate core can be very loud. Like they're creating 97% of the noise, let's say. Right. What percentage of product are they buying? Boy, my team and I have this conversation a lot because I'm always like, if they're if they're talking, I'm listening, and then I'll and then I'm you know talking, saying their message to the team, and the team's like, well, they're not they're not the full, they're not all of our customers. It's just the, you know <laughs> that's the loud funny. ones. And I'm like, I well, right there. We should listen to them anyways. <laughs> I was, it's like I snuck into your last meeting, huh? No, oh, it, well, that's a con- that's a constant conversation that we have, and I don't know. I mean, I always see their point. I always put myself in their shoes, and it's. It's like, hey, if we release something that was too expensive, they're not getting the value out of it. Or, or if our packaging 
is uh, our products falling out of the packaging. I get it. Or for example, we moved our the timing of our, we have a podcast as well, which Jeff, who hosts the podcast, is like, oh, ask Jim if I'll be on. But I'll ask you later. I'm not going to put you on the spot now. No, but, put me on the spot, dude. Let's <laughs> hit some good stuff, man. Listeners love that stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, Jeff's just like, oh, see if Jim will be on our podcast. I'm like, I'll ask him. Right. Are you kidding me? I, of course I would be. I was wondering if I was ever going to get asked or not. <laughs> oh, really? You've had some big time dudes on there, man. It's been, I checked it the first few episodes. I was like, holy cow, I, I doubt I'll ever be asked to be on this thing. He's had, He's got some big boys on here. <laughs> well, well the team was talking about it as I like was about to come on here. So yes, they definitely want you on there. Because I was telling them like this, Jim's the reason this business is a big reason why this business exists. Like with it. If I didn't read his book, if I didn't get started in his community early on, I probably wouldn't have had the motivation to, you know, or the courage to kind of go through with some of the stuff I, I was I was putting online at the time. And it's like learning those lessons that you taught early on. Like if you're going to be something, be the best at it. So it's like, all right, I'm going to make this coffee. And it's going to be the strongest coffee out there. <laughs> that's that's where I focus. Just to, to hear you say that and, and then to look... And to a lot of people, this this is, you know, it's just two dudes hanging out talking and that's really all it is. But when you do this stuff and you do it well, the way Mike has over an extended period of time, you find yourself entrepreneur of the year, the state of New York, most talked about coffee brand online. Uh, you guys won a s- several social media awards. I remember, what, what do you guys, you guys are like a top five, top 10 grocery product on Amazon right now, right? Do you know where you're at? Yeah, I think we topped out last year. At, we're in the top, I think we're in the, during the holidays, we're in the top 10, probably like number four. Number, uh, number one was Mike's Hot Honey. I remember seeing it. Yeah. I'm like, Mike's Hot I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. So I reached out to the guy because I wanted to like, I want to hear about his product. And man, nicest guy ever. He's down in Brooklyn. He sent me this giant care package. I wonder if I have his stuff. He sent us this giant care package. I sent him a giant thing of coffee. Um, we traded awesome. emails back and forth. But I don't know. It's just a cool community of like, of businesses on Amazon, especially, you know. Hey, this is Jim. Sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I wanted to alert you very quickly before we jump back to the show about today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Legends Group. That is a small group of sellers who gather primarily on Facebook, but also live at a couple events per year and talk about how to source products successfully to sell on Amazon. They specialize in retail arbitrage and online arbitrage strategies. If you want to check them out and find out more about them, there's only one link to use. That's provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Again, provenamazoncourse.com slash legend. Go ahead and check them out. It is a phenomenal group. You can drop out anytime you want, but I think you're going to love the regular trainings, the positive atmosphere. It's like a big family. And if you want to hang out with other people who are doing creative things, sourcing retail and online arbitrage style for Amazon, that is where you want to be. Hey, let's jump back into the show now. You know, it, but I've discovered this, Mike, and I've gotten, the longer I'm in this, I get more bold every time I say this. But if all I know about a guy or a lady <laughs> is they've built a profitable business and kept it growing over an extended period of time, 
let's say longer than a year and it's grown and they've added people and they've had to hire and make some tough decisions. That's all I know about them. I don't need to know anything else about them. And I know if they're a stock I'm buying, just it's the highest quality of people because you have to have a leader's heart, a servant's heart. You know, you have to care what your customers think. You have to be able to turn a dollar into $5 with creativity and blood, sweat, and tears. It takes something special to be able to do that. Uh, and the people who can do that and can navigate it, you know, safe bet every time. So it wouldn't surprise me a bit. The people who are winning online, they're just, they're good people. If they're serving people well with a product that their customers are excited about, man, every single time you're dealing with a high quality individual that I could spend time with and learn from and hang with. Yeah, that's a good point. Never thought about that. Worldviews yeah. world aside, you know, right, I mean, right, right. there's some people in this industry where, you know, we probably haven't voted for the same political candidate in any given presidential race in 30 years, but you get us together in the same room talking business and serving customers and serving with passion, those people who care to listen to it. We could go all day swapping ideas and <laughs> tools and strategies. And like, you know, it's something that's bigger, you know, serving is bigger than your political worldview or these other little things that could separate us out of these little pockets. So I just love entrepreneurs, man. I just keep finding new reasons to love it. So, well, yeah. let's talk, Mike, a little bit to people who are new and you, and I really appreciate you kind of already gave us a plug, uh, you know, Hey, grab, grab the book, that kind of thing. And I appreciate yeah, that. Man. But, <laughs> but like thinking back on your journey, you know, you've invested some time and money and energy into improving yourself as a human being, as a leader, as a business owner. I mean, come on, dude, you want entrepreneur of the year. You got to have some tips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll throw some tips out at you. And these are things I've tried along the way. So it's not like I'm just, I'm just saying, oh, let's see, what are some great ones? Some of these might be flaws as well. So sure. But they work for me. I have this weird mentality where if, if, I'm, if it's a part of the day where I know other people aren't working, that's when I want to work. For some reason, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of an edge and that like motivates me. That might sound silly, but it works for me. So I'll work on Sundays. I work during the Super Bowl. And it's not like I'm there like at the office plugging away, but I'll be sitting in front of the Super Bowl, going through emails, like playing around with things, messing around. I did that too, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> you take a day a week off though. Have I talked to you into that one yet? Uh, I'm sure I do. I mean, I probably don't take it off every single week, but yeah, that's my... I have we a weird talk. ego too, I think, where it's we like- We need to be intentional about that one. We'll talk <laughs> offline. I'll talk right. you into that one. I, I'll beat you because the facts and data are on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got gray hair that probably that says- <laughs> I'm not yeah, quite you 40 yet, darker but... than me, man. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I just like working. I, I really do. And you should, I guess that's another tip. You know, you got to like what you do and find yeah. a gym and then surround yourself with people you like. So you work hard, do that. Um, what are some other great tips? I have some weird ones. I'll tell you it anyways. I like, I pick pennies up off the ground still. I have a very like high respect for money. And if I see it being like taken advantage of, or I see it being thrown away, that upsets me. So something like that's very like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. That but it, it might... keeps, keeps things like very, not tight around here because I'll spend money on this. Sometimes people are like, I can't believe you're spending money, sure. this money on that. Um, but it's, I don't know, but even the little amounts or little things getting thrown away or people being careless with it, that's where it gets, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I remember uh, my dad, that just reminded me, I hadn't thought about this in a long time, but as a kid, dad picked up a penny and told me, never walk past money. That's just, you know, money's a tool. You need, it needs to be used. Yeah. And this might sound really out there than it is, but I swear to God, there's something, there's, there's bigger powers working in this universe where if like 
if you pass over something so many times, it's just going to stop being thrown your way. And I probably read that somewhere, but I don't know. It's worked for me. If people, I mean, guys on my team, they'll like roll pennies across the floor because they know this about me now and they think it's funny. But for me, I was just like, I don't know. It's been working for me so far. <laughs> Mike, that's yes. great. Glue, super glue a penny to the floor. If you oh, oh, they've done that. They've done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that maybe we should have them on here with you next time. That's awesome. Yeah, it's evil. Um, um, it's such great stuff. And, and seriously looking forward to uh, a couple things that you're going to be a part of here in the near future, man. We, we kicked around offline and kind of ready to, to nail it down a little bit. You're coming to the Proven Conference, theprovenconference.com. Yeah, really excited about that. Haven't been down in a while. I miss those. You have a great community. I used to be a part of it, just about everyone. I, you know, I can't wait to get back into that again. Yeah. And, well, you're still a part. Once you're a part of it, yeah. you're always a part. Even if life gets busy and you're off flying and jets winning prizes and all this, man, <laughs> you're still enough. just mic to us around here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Awesome. Oh, uh, and the mastermind group uh, that we've been kicking around with our community, you said you're going to be a part of that with us, man. So, so uh, the people that want to kind of hang out and, and do kind of what we're doing right now, except you with a handful of other business owners and, and kick around with Brett, my son, Trey, and you said you're going to be a part of that with us. So Yeah, really excited about that. I won't give you those way out there crazy tips that are hard to apply, but I probably will come with some like very actionable tips that you, know, you can use today or tomorrow to help your business. Uh, I think that's what I used to always be looking for. And yeah, there's been some great lessons I learned um, from people on your team where it's like I sat down on my computer for one day, I went through the steps and almost wasn't quite set in and forget it, but it was set it, tinker, you know, watch what happens, tinker a little bit more, watch what happens, tinker. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm making, I'm making money every day. It's not like it didn't come in droves. It wasn't like one day I was making zero dollars, the next day I was making you know, a hundred thousand dollars a day, but you know, each drop in the bucket, you no, know, it really adds up. And yeah. In surrounding yourself with those good people that can really make a difference in just your, you know, your mindset. We have a saying that's been going around in our community now. I think Kyle was the first one to set it on our team, but the answer to every challenge is a person. So you got to have the right people like in your that. life. <laughs> yeah. You find yourself really struggling with some of those challenges, trying to figure it out on your own. Right we're really looking forward to that mastermind and so glad you're going to be a part of that and just kicking around ideas. You know, you get a bunch of business building warriors together, hanging out and good things happen. So excited to have you jumping on board with us on that. Anything else on your mind that you want to share or say, as we start to land this episode, I know you've got some other stuff happening. We got a deadline coming at us here, but anything else you want to? Um, all right. I'll give you another actionable tip. This was kind of actionable, actionable. Not really. This might be another far out there, but one of the things I've noticed, and I used to, I used to do uh, every year, I, I take a, an assessment from my prior year. And I'd write, go through my calendar. I'd write down things that worked, things that didn't work, and do more things. And what I've noticed is the things that worked have been, at least on the marketing and publicity side, all centered around things that were free, things that things that were that didn't cost a lot of money to get into. Whether it's like free publicity or, or things like that, the things like the paid ads and the paid, even even the NASCAR thing. You know, the, the ROI on those is it's, it's very, it, it's hard to gauge and it's very low. And I think there's some benefit there outside of the actual like immediate sale, right? It, it gets my ego going a bit. And yeah, well, I'm exactly. glad you did it. <laughs> I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got me this bad boy. <laughs> so I'm say, happy with that as, decision. As much, you know, the more you can like reach out to the news around you and, and influencers in your community. That was something I really focused on earlier, early on. I think that's where you kind of get the, 
that's where you get the most value. If you're going to spend money on something, spend it on developing yourself, classes, groups you can be in, masterminds, like Joe was talking about. That's where your money should be spent, especially early on. Like, don't go out and drop, I don't know, ten thousand dollars on Facebook ads that you don't know if they work or not yet. You know, spend Man, I, it on. So many people do that. Yeah, it it's blows tough. Me it's an expensive way to learn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really, it really is. If you're going to spend your money, it's just that that's the rules of business that I talked about that, that have changed for the first time in human history. The last 15 years, we have a new set of rules. That's no one needs to take any big risks. Yeah. Financially. You just don't have to. I mean, you can if you want to. No one's stopping you. You can do it the old way. Throw a few hundred thousand dollars an idea and hope it works later. But why not test small? Test small. And and something that you did right, and I would say we wouldn't be having this conversation today, you wouldn't uh, have built the business you've built if you weren't capturing. And we actually did a podcast episode. The guy who wrote, I think it's, if not the best-selling, one of the, one of the top two or three best-selling self-published books of all time. He was involved in that project, Brad Cummings, and has nothing really to show for it now mm-hmm. because they didn't capture the community. They didn't build that relationship. He doesn't have that core three to 5,000 people that he can bounce ideas off of, right? Yeah. He, just does, he has a book that sold once and that was kind of it, you know, but you've tapped into that whole community and you stay involved with that community. The community is the asset. That's one of the things that you, that you said you'd learned in that first uh, podcast episode we did together back episode. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. The asset is, is the community, not the coffee because someone may come along. It's possible and make something that's just as strong or tastes slightly better. Yeah, they do every day, Jim. <laughs> exactly. Right? So yeah, you, they let me know about it. And it's like, all right. Tell you, exactly. <laughs> but, but they're telling, they're talking to you, not to them. There's, there's, oh, a, yeah. Hey, here's how you can fit. Here's what we need from you. Here's what we're expecting. And they're getting tattoos and they're buying your coats and your jackets and your mugs. And right. Oh yeah. Uh, that's your asset <laughs> is that relationship you built. So great job on that. And I think that's a big lesson for everyone listening is if you start to build a brand, Stay close, stay in contact with, uh, with the people that you're serving. That core community can be a very powerful asset. But I'm super proud of you, dude. It's great hanging out with you. Even if it was just the two of us, I would have... <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Completely loved this episode. But you know, the fact that thousands of other people are going to eventually really listen to this, man, that's super cool to me. And I love to be on your podcast. I can't All right. wait. <laughs> Let's make it happen, dude. I will. I'll have Je- I'm going to have Jeff reach out <laughs> as soon as I'm... Well, this week, maybe not. I'm excited. <laughs> I haven't been nervous on a podcast in a while, but man, I might get a little nervous for that one. You guys got to send me like a cool shirt to wear or something. All right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'll, I'll send you all the gear. Shirt, hat, shades. <laughs> that's good, man. Hey, hey, make me look good. That's a trick. Um, hey, let me talk to the, the listeners as we wrap this one up, man. Mike, it's been awesome having you here, buddy. But uh, Business Building Warriors, man, you guys got a treat today, I think. And I know I sure did, uh, hanging out with our friend Mike. And just as a reminder in the show notes, silentgym.com slash podcast. You'll see links to everything we talked about today. We'll put a link to Mike's stuff so you can go grab it. There's actually a page we didn't mention, um, Pick Mike Brown. That's the page we use to get our community kind of pushing Mike for that big Super Bowl win and tell us the whole story. (laughs) Yeah, hey, it was was our pleasure. We reference that story all the time. We've learned a lot of great lessons from that experience around here, buddy. Uh, But yeah, jump over there and just get the links. We're talking about the Mastermind Group Proven Conference. See Mike there, your team. How many are you bringing from your team, buddy? Uh, I believe there's outside of myself three. All right, man, that's a great, that's a the great presentation <laughs> you guys got going on for sure. So that's beautiful. Uh, so come meet the whole team down there in Florida, July 
2020 in Florida. Details at the Proven Conference. Um, I think we're going to land the plane right there, man. It's been great hanging out with you, Mike. The Business Building Warriors, God bless you guys. Keep plugging away. We're in your corner, and we love doing this show for you. Thanks to our guest, Mike Brown of Death Wish Coffee. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.